What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Convos of Cold. I'm your host, and this is a podcast where we explore the people in my life as well as their experiences. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Today, I got a special guest. We have Grant in the building. And Grant, I brought you on this podcast really just to pick your brain about about business, content creation, um, you know. I think one of the one of the coolest things that when I first met you was was how how passionate and like driven you were to like create your own business or businesses. So so I just that's a good like starting point, you know. Where does that that drive come from, and like at what age did you figure out that that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, as far as my desire to create my own business, this actually came about when I was about 19. Um, I realized, and I remember it was like the week I did realize it, that I was on a point in my life where I was, and I'm going to put air quotes around this, I was stuck, meaning that I was on this path. And when I look at the end of the path, which was corporate America, I saw myself heading there and there was no way to veer off. There was no way you can't avoid work. Everybody's got to work. Mm-hmm. And I want to enjoy each and every day of my work. Right. And I think in the younger ages of your life, I'm 22, you're 23. If you are to put in the time now to educate yourself, to try to create value for people at a very young age, um, you can eventually get to a point when you're in your you know, 25, 30, where you are in a good position, where you can work for yourself, where you don't work for a corporation. Um, and that's, that's kind of my thought process there. I'm, I'm really thinking from the perspective of what would 30 year old Grant have wanted me to do at 22? Hold on. You're thinking about this at 19? Tra- Bro. All right. And this is, <laughs> we, we could go, we could go back. We could go back a little bit, but okay. COVID put me in a period of reflection. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, me too. Deep reflection dog. Yeah. And it was, it was two routes you could take. It was either the okay, I'm going to get drunk, whatever, how all that, I'm going to just yeah. play Xbox a lot type of stuff. But for me, and I'm assuming for you too, it was a period of self-growth and, yeah. and introspection. All um, I did was sit in my room and think about my, my future and my life. Yeah, on some real stuff. Because yeah. like it was uh, freshman, sophomore year, and then COVID hits. I'm at home, I'm by myself all the time. So I just started to think, where am I trying to go? Um, that's about the time when Robinhood came out, the investing app. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing all these people make money. I'm like, man, like, I, in the next couple of years, I'm going to have to make some money. How am I going to do that? And at the time, I had majored in accounting, but I only did that because my dad wanted me, or he didn't want me to do it, but he encouraged me that to do that. And I didn't even know um, what I wanted to do. So it really just came from me looking at my life, thinking, trying to think 10 years ahead and just trying to build and become the person that I want to be at 30 today if that makes sense it does but i mean you're like one in a million here like there's there's are there i'm I'm sure you've got other people that you know that are thinking the same way but i mean that's i I sort of think about that that too i I can't say i was thinking about that at 19 though uh it kind of it hit me towards the end of covid it it hits you into covid Yeah. yeah 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 well i think I think um, reading helps a lot, just expanding your mind. Are you um, reading books or like just daily articles or what? Books. So I try to get in um, 
an hour, six days a week. So like I'll set a timer, 30 minutes, uh, work on one book, then work on another book. I try to do that daily, Monday through Saturday. Sunday, I'll take a break. Um, but I think reading, and it was this one book I wanted to talk about too. It was called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, yeah. By Stephen Cohen. Very inspirational book. Um, and it's a self-help book, but it helped me build that foundation, that that realization that, hey, maybe I could build a life that I would enjoy and love. Maybe I could be successful, you know, God willing. Um, and that's what really started me on that journey at a young age. I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I really didn't know that, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, for me, when, when I think back to COVID, and uh, personally, you know, I was pre-med in, at, U, at UK, and I was, you know, really hooked on, um, you know, the whole pre-med route. But um, I think COVID kind of put in into perspective for me just how, not that life is short, not just, I was going to say just how short life is, but how valuable it is. Um, I, th- I remember like at the, in the very like March 2020, started in April, May 2020, thousands of people dying a day. And it, I had that, you know, that click in my head. There was like, life can be taken away from you like at any instant. And like you've got to do whatever it is that you want to do, yes. And you know, I, I, I admire you. Just like it seems like you know, you had the ideas and you, the drive and and whatnot, I and mean, that's great. But the whole like you're reading about it, you're like continuously learning about it is what is I think what makes what, what probably sets you apart. So I, I I feel like a lot of people have that, and I, I can do this to myself. I'll say about myself like. I have like these dreams and like ambitions, but you know, in the, in the beginning, like I would just they would just be dreams, and I would think like within the last year is kind of where I made that really big switch into like getting out of my my pre med mentality and like going into business and like doing things that I actually like. Not that I didn't want to go to medical school or that I'm you know I didn't want to be pre med, but what I realized is that there are so many things that I want to do, and because there were so many things, I was just kind of afraid and like holding myself back because I because it's a little bit overwhelming um and so I kind of just stuck with the the pre-med route because that could get me you know stable life stable job good income yeah definite Mm -hmm. path but I kind of realized that you know through COVID and, and, and stuff like that it's like Take, it's like you have to take that first step, take that first initiative, and mm-hmm. that's sort of why I'm getting this MBA. I just that's really why I'm getting the MBA. It's just, awesome. I mean, like like you, I, I got a couple business concepts in mind, and I got a couple things that I want to do. So, yeah. um, no, that's that's great, man. I think that's awesome. Um, and what, you're 23, correct? Yeah, just turned 23. Yes, sir. Happy belated. Um, but what I really wanted to touch on here too is just youth in general is priceless time and this is a cliche quote but it waits for no one um being 22 a young male you're full of energy full of ambition full of you know if you live up to 80 um you're full of time we're gonna live past 80 past 80 okay all right by the time we die we're probably gonna be living at like 115 God willing, you know, I, that's, I, I never want to make any statements like that. But um, yeah, just I'm, what I'm trying to say is we have plenty of time and energy and we have time to fail. Yeah. We have time to go out there and to create these businesses. And if they don't work out, 
if you're doing that at 22 and you say you get to 25 and you have a couple businesses that have failed, okay, maybe 26, that's the one. And that's awesome if you're able to do that. So, so youth is a time to really dig deep into who, well, actually, let me take a step back. Youth, I like to just dip your toes in everything. So just try different concepts, try different businesses, try different um, ways of, of, of work that you're interested in or different subjects. Um, and I think that will help a lot of young people to um, realize who they really want to be. Because I, I don't even know yet either. I'm just dipping my toes in different projects and seeing what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're sort of like embracing failure. <laughs> so, well, well I, I just... Try to, I mean, yeah. like, like if, if it were to happen, because I, I think that 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 was that's what kind of what held me back. Mm. You have this fear. If it doesn't work out, then you're you're done. Yeah. But I think you you bring up a good point is like we're we're in our 20s. Yeah. We're in our 20s, like 40 plus more years left to do whatever we want to do. Explore, create. Um and I listen to a lot of those Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, and that's where I get this, um, I guess, philosophy from, just that fail first. Go out there, create something. And there's another quote that they, they say. It's this one-liner. It's do things that don't scale. So what does that mean? I was going to explain it. So, like, what I'm doing with this company right now, the full business model isn't even, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, but the full business model isn't even fully put together. It was just an idea, and I immediately acted on it, just immediately. There was no, because you deal with that fear. You feel like, oh, that's a good idea. Should I do it? Nah, maybe not. The second you're like, nah, maybe not, and you start yeah, overthinking it. It's to you. It, man, do you know how many people have had like probably billion-dollar ideas, and they simply have not acted on them? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like that is it's sad because they could have had and I'm not you know, you don't need to be a billionaire to have a great life. I'm just saying they could have realized that dream. And instead, they're working maybe a job they don't necessarily like because of that fear. So just I think going out there when you're young is a huge advantage. And if you fail, (laughs) you could just lump it under the category of, oh, I'm young. You know, it's. (laughs) I was young. I was stupid back then. Well, whatever. So I, that's my that's how I see things or try to look at things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's a good point. And that's definitely a new perspective I'm going to walk out of here today with. It's like just realizing how young we are. And, you know, I feel like the only limiting factor is, you know, the money, the money part, maybe it's like. Yeah, the right, same, right. yeah, Grant just made a face. You just that, made a face of this. Because, bro, that <laughs> that hit me the other day um, with the project that I'm working on now. I asked What's my, this project? So I'm working on a, a social media platform, and it's called Flare. And uh, I'll just give you the mission statement. Uh, Flare was created to empower individuals and enable them in their pursuit of creative success. So that's kind of our, our ethos. Um, that's what we want to bring to the world. Um, and we're going to do this by creating a platform for artists, and we're going to um, focus first on musicians. And basically, I want to help these musicians with distribution. So you go on Instagram, you post your music, you go on Facebook, Twitter, that's all well and good. But the competition is so broad, and, and the markets are so deep. You are competing with everybody across the world. 
So Flair is really focusing on um, smaller markets. So uh, I'm from Louisville and I'm going to launch this market in Louisville and I want people to become what I would call local stars. So say you're on the app, you're posting your music and you're getting upvotes, you could um, connect with another person that's interested in, interested in your music or another person that's interested in um, uh, working with you later on. So that's, it's really about helping artists to get their work out. And I know that artists have a lot of fear when they're trying to post their work. I can't imagine putting... I do. <laughs> I can't imagine that, trying to put your work out there. So I'm trying to make the process more seamless um, of just you create your work, you post it, and it kind of takes on a life of its own on this app, hopefully. That's the idea. Well, and that's, and that's, that's one thing I, I kind of really like about Flair. I mean, for the listeners out there, Grant's already told me about Flair, but, you know, always, you know, got to plug Got a plug for appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. But uh, and, and you know, I got my some my songs coming. I got my song coming. You know, um, I think that the whole local part that that's what got me. I mean, I I, th- I definitely think it's cool. That, you know, we need like an an Instagram for musicians. You know, I like that. I like that. But you know, Instagram's its own thing. Flares its own thing. But I like the whole like the fact that you realize that with musicians that there's millions of musicians on IG, right? But if we can bring our localness to our music, because mm-hmm. that's what people are making music about, or they're making about like their local life and whatever, you can bring a local community to like an artist or branch that artist out into the community a little bit better. I feel like that would help with a lot of musicians like fear and like, honestly, it would, it was definitely it probably made music better. Yeah. With more collaborations and um people just being more open. You'd yeah. probably get more music that way too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um and just to go into what you're saying about helping people with their creations. Yeah. Um what I guess we could call it the the catalyst of this idea, like what what sparked it yeah. was the idea that content creation just people creating their own videos, their own movies, their own music, their own art. I think that's going to skyrocket in the next decade. Um, we're kind of already seeing that a little bit now. We're seeing that, and I think it's the technologies that are really driving that, such as the personal computer, um, artificial intelligence, um, just your iPhone having like a movie-grade camera. That's going to change so many things because let's just say that anything that you try to do cost or takes a lot of time and energy whether that's creating music any sort of art takes more time and energy this these technologies they lower the amount of time and energy it takes to create whatever you're trying to create so like artificial intelligence for example i'm sure you all have heard of chat gbt yeah used it yesterday yeah you could go on there and type in write me a rap song and have me sounding like eminem and have talk about butterflies and rainbows you know that's just something random but you know what i mean It'll type that up, it'll post that out there, and it'll give that to you. And you might not go with the full thing, but say you get like a one-liner, just like one bit of inspiration, that'll spark your creative, the creative juices. Um, so I think artificial intelligence, especially chat GBT, lowers the barrier or the, the time and energy that's required to create anything creative. And that's for more people, for people that don't even think of themselves as creative, they're going to be like, hey, let me look at this technology. Let me try this out. And they may discover new things within themselves 
that they've never even thought possible. I have a question for you about that. Okay. I was reading an article, actually, for one of our tech articles of the week, you know? And uh, that was something that they brought up. It was like, with artists and this new um, creation of ChatGPT, but I think it's the fourth version. It's about, is it is either coming out or it's about to be out or whatever. Um, I, I, I want to get your perspective on this. I personally feel like ChatGPT might not be, like... Although it's it's a lot easier for people to like make art. Let's say I'm an original artist and I want to get a spark of inspiration. Mm-hmm. How do you? But but what's your what's your thought on like people believing that like AI? Although it's great, it's taking it's taking a, a piece of like what makes art art. Like it, it takes mm-hmm. a piece of that like original creation, like that original thought. It takes that away. Mm-hmm. So like let's say if if I'm a, I'm a 2022, 2023 Picasso, mm-hmm. and I have I was blessed to have the 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 strokes, paint strokes of 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 uh, it's never nice. been never been seen. Yeah, you're nice. I, I'm I'm like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm him. Let's say I like to paint. I paint on a canvas, a beautiful landscape. But let's say you, who maybe haven't touched a canvas, ever. in thirty thousand years, mm-hmm. come and you put it into chat gpt because now i think gpt4 is like all about making although it can like do text with gpt3 mm-hmm. they're gonna incorporate audio images videos like they're gonna go all different types of multimedia yeah. outputs you can make that same painting and it would almost be flawless because it was computer generated there's no human error that people like i feel like sometimes artists will be they'll mess up a painting and like it just adds to it or like it adds the experience to it. Like, yeah. what's your perspective on that? Like, how do you yeah. feel about it potentially like just completely dismissing that original creation? Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I think that there's two ways to view it and there's a glass half full way to view it or a glass half empty way to view it, which I feel like um, viewing it as it's taking away from art is glass half empty and viewing it as it actually adds to art, glass half full. Right. So as far as inspiration goes, just the idea for the app that I'm trying to create, I was talking to my buddy at a bar. One conversation, idea hit me. Did you write it down? Instantly. And I, I go straight to notes. Let me write this down. Uh, and I wrote about it. Started trying to create it. So what I'm trying to say is that, okay, did he create that idea since he started talking about it? You know what I mean? Like, it was, you've heard of synergy, how just multiple things come together and it creates this thing that before both of these two things existed, it's a whole new thing. Like, it's it's a source of inspiration, in my opinion. So, yeah. like, if I'm going on ChatGB3, if I'm a, uh, or ChatGBT, if I'm a struggling writer um, and I just get one prompt and that prompt paired with me or paired with you is like, Picasso level writing, like just some some beautiful script. I think that that is a positive force in society, and I think that it's not, I guess, cheating as you would maybe see it. Like I think it adds. Yeah. No. And and, th- and that was one of the other perspectives they had in the article was like, there's some. I'm just speaking of painters in specific because that's what they that's who like they talked about. But yeah, there's some people who are they don't like it because. It does take away that original creation, but then there's other people like I'm gonna use it to its fullest benefit. Like if it if it can like give me a little bit 
of um just a new perspective on the painting that I'm like paint I want to paint then like I like that I, they, I feel like it's another set, it's another piece of their mind that they can like pick and choose from uh, new um bits and pieces about you know new creations so yeah yeah they it's it's I think it's just more inspiration from the world I think it's positive do you do any like content creation yourself so no um I'm not into that um and I could go into that a little you bit you ever thought about it no and I'll, I'll tell you why so um, I'm really interested in creating my own businesses. I've, I've yeah. voiced before. You're a platform guy. Platform guy. So like they say, um, this is an old quote, I think back in the 1800s, if there's a gold rush, don't start trying to mine gold, sell shovels, right? It would mean, you know what I mean? Deep. You know what I mean? Like don't, yeah. don't go in there trying to get gold too. just sell some shovels. You'll make some money or you'll, you'll create value for people in that way. I don't want to say making yeah, money. It's, that it's sounds, not all about the money. It's people. not. That sounds it's very all about shallow. creating value. That's right. That's right. So same thing here. I think there's going to just be this rush of content creation coming in. So instead of me joining the party and some people are, some people have that gift. I watched a YouTube video today. And I was thinking about content creation just at a very high level. And I was just like, that is a solid video. I gave them a like. I never give likes to people. So like some people are talented with it. Some people have the ability to think about, oh, what if we put this over here? What if we had this guy doing this? And that's where they need to be. Me personally, no, I don't see that. What I do see is these technologies such as the personal computer, um, artificial intelligence, um, your phone being able to uh, photograph and take videos that are like unparalleled in terms of their uh, quality. I see these technologies coming together to lower the barriers to creation. So like if I'm a YouTuber, I got the camera. I have the ideas on, on my computer. I have the, the ability to connect with people on the internet. So your layman that's working at whatever job can like, can, switch instantly what he's doing if he's good at what he's doing using these technologies to start to create you know what i mean yeah so i think that and this is just really coming about and people are just realizing this because like you see people on your own do you see people on your um your feed posting tiktok yeah like just they saw it they're like i can do that too and they're they're kind of good yeah um and some will uh flop and some will fly right so i think i wanted to just create this platform to house some of this new content creation because imagine it as it's this giant sea of content that's that's being created and you got google's youtube you got facebook instagram twitter they all have their mouths up to the spigot and they're getting all the content yeah and they're just they're getting fat like they're just they're loving it um and i think there's opportunities for other platforms to be created that first of all, inspires different types of content to be created, one, and two, um, creates value for people in new ways. So that's, that's kind of my thought, thought process there. Wow. That was deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to be honest. I didn't, I didn't know we were, I, I didn't know where the combo well, you, you was You got to get deep, man. You got to get deep, yeah. man. But um, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to pack all that in. I'm trying, yeah, trying to suck it all in. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like that is a, a good way to think about things. Just like content creation, accessibility, and like just people 
willing to try. You said it right there. And one other factor that's going into that, have you heard of the great resignation? Mm, is that people like quitting their people corporate quit, jobs dude, and then going? Look, <laughs> what I try to look at is just the social sentiment. So just how are people feeling today in terms of their work? The average person does not want to work at their corporate job for the next 10 years. The average person probably wants to be a TikTok star, Instagram influencer, yeah. all that type of stuff. The great resignation is really a signal to me that these people are willing to create. They're not only like, oh, there's an option over there. It, yeah. They're they're like, I'm I'm going to do this because I don't like my job. I want to move on to something else. And more we're more capable of doing that than we've ever been able to in in history. I know that's what specific that's what got me into music. Mm -hmm. Like making music. I remember like one uh it was like a fresh. I was a freshman in high school, probably. Mm -hmm. No, eighth grade actually. Summer eighth grade, and wow. I got my first MacBook. Youngin, okay. Yeah, and uh, was listening to like Travis Scott. I think it was like Rodeo or something like that. And uh, liked the song, and I was like, "Wait a second, I wonder how he made it." So then I go to like my, I go on my phone, I go to YouTube, I see like all the programs that he used to make it, and like what he used. Turns out it was literally just a laptop and a software recording, yeah. uh, recording software, mm -hmm. and I was and a mic, and yeah. I was like, "Let me try this." You know what I mean? And that's uh, I think I had that same experience where it's like, "I'm gonna go and try it. If it if it flops, it flops. If not, I'm gonna keep going." Yeah, I've been making music since I guess I'm now I'm in the seventeenth grade. Yeah. so that's nine. And you've been years. killing it. You think so? I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, I've been trying to get you to post it, but that's another conversation. I'll, I, I'll have to show you a little something, yeah, something yeah. after I uh, after we finish this. But um, yeah, I I think that that is a great way to to think about these. You know, you're you're striking me right now, and this might be cheesy, but I remember watching the movie The Social Network mm -hmm. with uh, that was like Martin Zuckerberg and how yeah. they made Facebook. And I remember that's one thing that they they said in the in the movie and like some interviews that they did was like how they got this idea of like Facebook. And so what he what he did, what Mark did supposedly was like try to understand social trends. Yeah. And like see how would they say it in business terms like just adding this, value or like f filling a, a niche somewhere that's just filling need. that need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um so like if you listen to any tech, Silicon Valley CEO, all those type of venture capitalists, all those people, that's where I get a lot of my content from. Like, And it's the internet again. I go on there. What is another guy, Mark Andreessen, very sharp businessman, um, CEO of a, a prominent venture capital firm. And I could go on Google and look up what books he reads. So like, I'll go on there. Oh, he reads that Amazon order it. So like, that's kind of my thought process there. But yeah, they, they look at the I guess you could call it what I just said, the social sentiment. How are people feeling about these type of products today? How are people feeling in general? Do people, um, are they more religious? Are they less religious? What type of clothes do they wear today? What, what's their view politically? All that type of stuff. That is directly related to their product decisions, what they want to buy, what they're interested in, in participating in, whether that's a service or a product. Um, so looking at that really gives you a, like, great insight into what people would be willing to buy um like talking about the great resignation i this whole generation like robin hood more than women like at, at first it was just men that would invest women are getting into an investing this is a culture of entrepreneurship 
the individual is being is being freed essentially by these technologies, and there's there's a lot of ways to to capitalize on that. But but how do you, how do you have time for all this? Like like in all honesty, I don't. <laughs> how do you do it, dude? I I don't do any. Well, okay, like I I just try to focus on what I'm trying to create. Um, and as I said a couple of years ago, like I'm still in this period where I'm not stuck per se. Like I, I am happy. I enjoy life, but there are certain places in my career that I'd like to be. So that's like my sole focus. I don't really focus on anything else. Um, you know, no girlfriend, all that type of stuff. And I don't go out on the weekends. I don't, I'm going sober this year. I don't drink all that type of stuff. So that's like, I just put pretty much everything I have into this stuff. Um, I'm, dude, I'm trying, but um, yeah, I think. Um, Wait, pause. Can I ask where the where the sobriety wanted to come? Like, just why? Yeah. Um, why did sobriety? I come mean, in? besides alcohol being a poison. Well, it's just as far as your your thought process, being able to think. I mean, it just slows you down. Like, it just puts you in this state of oh. That's you know. what I don't get. I yeah. I don't understand how people say like alcohol, drugs, or mm-hmm. you know. Maybe psychedelic. I guess psychedelics kind of opened up the mind. I'm watching like that new Netflix thing about it. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I don't know much about psychedelics, but mm. the alcohol and drugs thing, how people say that that opens up their mind and that it's, no. bro, I, thankfully mm. somebody agrees with me on about mm. that. It's like, it's like, I feel like it, it, it I mean, they're literally depressants, they're, they're, whatever you're taking. Yeah. Like, like, they're, they, like you said, they slow you down. I think they clog your brain. They clog your brain one. My dad said this to me. I'll give him credit for it because it's pretty daggone good. They make right here okay. And I'm going to give you a little bit more detail into it. So, like, say you're dealing with some negative emotions, all right, because I don't like where I'm at in my life. There's two things you could do. You could either go out there and deal with it by taking action, or you could pour up some whiskey, take a shot, and it makes where you're at right now a little bit better. So you eventually get to a point where you're just like, you're stuck. You just, you just keep on drinking because that makes me feel better. And you're not actually making progress in the ways that you'd like to make progress. So that's, that's how I look at it. I, I don't, drinking has never added value to my life. Um, my mind's a lot more clear now. And I'm trying to, to build something. Um, so that's, that's where the inspiration came from. It. When I quit, I quit for like a year and a half. I did this a while back. Um, and it was, it was cake. I realized that I didn't need it. It created no value for me and I'm, I'm much better off now. You're dedicated. Trying to be, man. I love that. Yeah. I'm trying I love to be. that for you. You, you could have it too, dog. I don't. Uh, I, I gotta be honest. Yeah. I like a nice little old fashioned. We'll do it. Over a state. Oh, I will say this. Coming out of college, I'll be honest. You know, that was the thing, like the party in every weekend, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, sometimes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I kind of, I've kind of pushed myself. I'm past that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm like, if I'm going out with a nice little state, sure, mm-hmm. I'll get an old fashioned, double old Woodford, extra cherry bitter, or if I'm going to brunch, I do enjoy a mimosa. Yeah, but, but I'm the same way, and I, it's, it's sad saying this, but I think that what kind of pushed me out of, you know, out of the whole alcohol consumption thing is I, I'm not saying I don't drink, but mm-hmm. I definitely slowed down a lot. Um, I think during the week, you know, doing, going to class till nine mm-hmm. 30 at night and having to wake up and go to work from nine to five. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, I mean, you alcohol is alcohol, but like you feel it the next day. That's oh why gosh. I don't like. Yeah. And, um, 
it really does slow you down and you can't think clearly. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, at my job, I, I I love doing what I do, but you have to have a clear mind for it. Yeah. And to focus, like you said, focus on the next five to 10 years. I feel like, like you said, alcohol and drugs will not add any value to it. Mm-hmm. If anything, the only thing it would do would just hold me back or like slow me down in achieving those goals. Yeah. So, so Jack, I, I definitely see that. Jack Harlow didn't drink. You know that? Yeah. Isn't that dope? Yeah. That's like he's setting the standard for the industry. Because yeah. like rappers, they're yeah. notorious for, oh, man, we getting high, we getting drunk, all that type of yeah. stuff. But he could potentially make sobriety cool, sobriety. which would be huge for society. And, and I don't even get me started on the vaping. Oh, man. That's don't even start on the vaping. That's a whole nother story, dog. You know? That's a whole nother story. It is. But um, I know, I know we're, we're close to time. Okay. But um, I just, you know, one, one final question I have for you, Dran, is, yeah. you know, you're doing all these things. It seems like you're really, really, really like tunnel vision focus on, on your goals and like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself, let's say, in 5, 10, 15? I just, I just, let's do, let's do the 20 year vision. 20 year, where I'd like to be or yeah, where I will? Like, because I feel like if you have all these, if you had all these goals and aspirations at 19, at forty, like I feel like the the only thing you need is that foundation of like growing the roots yeah. of the passion, you know, the the roots of growth, and you already have that. So I feel like you know wherever you'd like to be is probably where you're going to be. God willing, you know. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, wh- wh- where do you see that? Um, ideally, I would be out of corporate America. You said yeah. so. You said twenty years, so that's yeah. forty three. Yeah. Out of corporate America, I'm working for myself full time, and. I can't tell you exactly what I will be doing, yeah. but I want to bring knowledge and value to the world. So like whatever I'm doing, I want it to be true value to the world, not like, you know, I'm selling fidget spinners yeah. <laughs> or something like that's that's trash. I want well, to bring I, I know fidget spinners do add value to some people. Maybe if you have ADHD or yeah, something, you yeah. need to flick it. Okay, cool. But yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. I want to create value for people in whatever I do. I want to love what I do. Um and I, I want to serve the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Saving the best for last. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I think that just about wraps up our, our pod for the day. Grant, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. It's, it is. It's always so fun. Yeah. I, that's the only reason why I, my favorite thing about doing this is like I get to interview my friends and learn like new things about them. Yeah. For the viewers, you know, Grant and I are in the same class, but. We don't have time to talk for 40 minutes in class. Too busy, no. Too busy trying to figure out <laughs> business analytics. <laughs> the the T <tea laughs> statistic. And... Trying to stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, man, any, any, you want to say bye to the viewers? A um, little sign off. A little sign off. Uh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I enjoyed it. And um, uh, it's my favorite quote. It's, it's in Latin. What's your favorite quote? It's Aura et Labora. It translates to English. Uh, to pray and work. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Peace out. We out. And there you have it. Another episode of Convos with Cole. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with all your friends and family and tune in next week for another episode. Thank you.